Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Tuesday, September 19th. 2023. This is Shannon, and tonight I am here with Robin, Natalia, Stacy, Brooke, Georgina, and Kristen, and we are looking ahead to books coming out in October, and October mm-hmm. is a very, very fine bookity month. Yes. So, we are going to get started with the usual housekeeping information. Then Brooke will start us off, followed by Georgina, me, Stacy, Kristen, Robin, and lastly, Natalia. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Book Bistro Podcast. There we have our usual Facebook page where we keep track of our Wednesday reads and also post information about the Friday episodes. We also have a Facebook listener group that you're welcome to join. And if you prefer a different type of listener group, you can contact us and ask about our WhatsApp group. Both groups are pretty small, not super high traffic, and we would love to have you. If you want to get in touch with us off of social media, you can do so by sending an email to thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking for our main hosting page where you can find information on the podcatchers that make Book Bistro available to you, you can find that information in our show notes. So my first book this evening is Midnight is the Darkest Hour by Ashley Winstead, and it comes out on October 3rd, which I am so excited because that is not that long from now. So this is a Southern Gothic. It's about a small town called Bottom Springs, and it's in Louisiana. I'm kind of curious if there's actually a place called this, because I I don't know if I'd want to live somewhere called Bottom Springs, but we'll move on. Um, So this poor town is being haunted um, by a a vampiric killer, um, or maybe it's a flesh um, killer, like flesh and bone killer. We don't, like a human killer, we don't really know. But um, they're being, it, the and the killer is being nicknamed Low Man. Um, and so our main character's name is Ruth, um, and Ruth is a librarian in the town, and she's always felt like an outsider. Um, her father is like this brimstone and damnation preacher. And even though like she's the preacher's daughter, she really just does not feel like she fits into this town. And well, she kind of gets wrapped up into this whole killer situation because a skull has been discovered with carved symbols 
around it. And so somehow she has gotten wrapped up into this whole case. And so she has really no one to turn to other than Everett. And Everett is this guy who's been, the synopsis says he is from the wrong side of the tracks. So we've got the preacher's Uh, daughter with the boy from the wrong side of the tracks. So I'm pretty excited about that because that's always a great story. I love this trope. I know, me too. Um, so Ruth and Everett, they are they have fallen in love, and Ruth's father is not really for this, but they've kind of found something in each other that the father's like declarations are not kind of busting through. So her and Everett, they are going to try and figure out like what this whole case is about, because as I said, Ruth is wrapped up in it. And so while doing this, they're going to have to dig into the town's secrets. And I'm pretty sure you can imagine that there are some not so happy citizens about they're going to have their laundry aired and that's not cool. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to this book. Like I'm like, if I can say it again, I'm really looking forward to this book. So on the third, I'm definitely going to be finding it and reading it. So this is Midnight is the Darkest Hour, and it's by Ashley Winstead, and it comes out on October 3rd. I really, really liked her um, book, In um, in My Dreams, I, uh, um, oh, I Hold, I hold a, knife. a Knife. Yes. Yeah, so I'm really, really looking forward to, like, to this one. I also liked um, The Last Housewife and she also has uh what is it fool me once that's a contemporary romance she's just really excellent i love her um my first book of the evening is what wild women do by karma brown this comes out october 24th rowan is a playwright Her and her husband, Seth, decide to take a break from from their careers and go to a cabin in the Adirondacks. Now, while in this cabin, she finds a handbook, Rowan finds a handbook of a woman who disappeared in 1975 named Eddie Calloway. And no one knows what happened to Eddie's. Now, as Rowan reads this book, she realizes that um, the one thing Eddie wanted to do was teach women how to find their inner wild. But the people at the camp, because I guess it was a camp at the time, objected to uh, the methods and wildness of some of Eddie's ideas. As Rowan reads the handbook, she realizes that Eddie, what happened to Eddie, or what could happen to Eddie, what had happened to Eddie, and why she was never heard from again. This looks like um, an interesting mystery. I love books that in the middle of, of nowhere, you know, in yes. especially in the Adirondacks. As long as I don't get eaten by alligators, we're good. I don't um, think there are alligators in the Adirondacks. 
good. Are there? Good, good, good. <laughs> That's very, very. I guess um, I don't actually know what lives there, but I, I don't think we have to worry about alligators. more likely to find a bear <laughs> than an alligator. Yes, a bear. <laughs> a bear, like a grizzly bear, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Grizzlies um, are black bears. This is What Wild Women Do by Karma Brown, which comes out October 10th, 24th. I like her a lot. Um, I've never read any, but this looks interesting. Oh, I think you would really like her. She's got some really awesome like women's fiction. Some of it's dual timeline. Mm-hmm. Some of it's not. My first book tonight has a phenomenal title. And I'm hoping I read it um, in time for our creepy books episode. This is The Forest Demands Its Due by Kasoko Jackson. And this comes out on October 3rd. It is a young adult sort of fantasy horror novel. And first of all, I became familiar with Kasoko Jackson because of his contemporary romances. And then I realized that he also wrote some YA stuff. And he's just a phenomenal author all the way around. So this is another creepy boarding school story because I can't Mm -hmm. have enough of those in my life. Um, This is about Regents Academy. And it is on the East Coast. It's this very prestigious school. You know how like prep schools are in books. Now, our main character is Douglas. And he has always kind of stayed under the radar at Regent because he feels like, you know, they're just like power hungry and it's not really anything that he's interested in. But when a student is murdered, he is sort of brought in to the forefront of this case because after the student is murdered, nobody remembers that it happened. In fact, nobody even remembers that this kid ever existed except for Douglas and the groundskeeper's son, whose name is Everett. And so together, these two are trying to figure out what happened. But what they don't realize is that there is a vengeful creature living in the forest. I don't think it's an alligator, Georgina, but it's, it's vengeful and bad. And it is living in the forest, and it wants blood as a repayment for a 300-year-old debt. So I don't know what kind of creature this is and, you know, what kind of debt it, it thinks it has, but apparently it is hungry. And so Douglas and Everett are trying to defeat it. And we'll just have to see how that turns out for them. I am really, really looking forward to this. It is The Forest Demands Its Due, and it is by Kasoko Jackson. I need you to read this before creepy books because I need to know oh, what yes. is the creature of the forest. And did I say and it comes out on October 3rd? You did, but okay. not again that time. Sorry. Okay. I interrupted you. So I've been looking forward to what this author is going to give us next ever since I read her first novel. Um, and now I get to talk about her second novel. A Dish Best Served Hot, and this is Vega Family Love Stories, book two, by the amazing Natalie Panya. The first book in this series was called A Proposal They Can't Refuse, 
And it was one of my most favorite things I read in, I believe it was 2022. It made me so happy. It was all the things. So I have high hopes for this one. This book is about Santiago, who goes by Saint Vega. And he's juggling a lot right now. He kind of had a falling out with his family, but he's back now. He's trying to build some bridges with his family. He's trying to um, maybe like help his uncle out at his construction company. Um, His daughter, he's trying to figure out like why his daughter isn't speaking at school. And ongoing, he's trying to um, keep his abuelo in line because um, his pranks are escalating. And that's a full-time job in and of itself. But then to his great surprise... The girl that he let get away years ago, Lola, she comes home. And Lola is back home after getting her heart broken a long time ago. But now she's back home because she is there to kind of help with her own abuelo. And also because she wants to serve the community center that is very near and dear to her heart, especially the shelter for um youth who are LGBT who need a place to stay. Unhoused youth is how the synopsis described it. And much to Lola's great dismay, she finds out that the Vega family is the reason that there may be issues with the both the community center and the shelter continuing to stay open. Ooh. And so she and Saint are sort of on opposite sides of this war. But somehow together, as they're battling over this community center, they're also figuring out together how to get his daughter to talk at school and how to end a feud that's like years long between their grandfathers. And maybe there might be a way of saving the community center. But Saint is worried that whatever he does to like kind of do as his family wishes, he might be able to do that, but it might cost him the woman that he loves. I can't wait to read this. I love this author. She's a beautiful writer. In her first book, there was lots of gorgeous food description in it that I loved. Um, And also some really great um, whiskey distiller um, descriptions that made me very, very happy. So I can't wait to see what she does with this book. And it's a dish best served hot Vega family love stories book two by Natalie Kanya. And it comes out on Halloween. I can't wait. Halloween? Indeed. Oh, a romance book on Halloween. I know. It'll brighten up the spooky day. It will. My first book this evening is Hopeless. Chestnut Springs Book 5 by Elsie Silver. Yay! Um, Yes, this series has been so good. Um, and I know Brooke has read it. Um, it takes place in Canada. I thought it did. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) Um, and that was really cool to me because I don't read many books that take, take place in Canada. Um, but I don't know if Chestnut Springs is a real place. However, um, It is a very, very good series. And book five is about um, one of the Eaton brothers. His name is Bo. Yes. And Bo is a soldier. Um, 
I cannot remember if he is. I think he's Army. But I do not remember for sure. Um, but he is in the military. And Bo is the type of guy that he's just fun loving. He's loud. He's he he loves his family, but he feels that his sole purpose in life is to be a military hero, I guess, um, is the best way to put it. And that that doesn't come outright and is said, but it's it's pretty clear um, because he has multiple times told his family just one more deployment, just one more deployment. This will be my last one. And he just keeps going back and back and back. Something does happen to Bo in book three on one of his deployments, and he is wounded pretty badly. Um, And this just takes him down a whole bunch of notches. He becomes very depressed. He becomes kind of angry with people, um, including his family and things of that nature. Um, But we don't really see a lot of what happened. We don't know exactly what happened. Um, But for a while, his family doesn't know where he is or what has happened. He's MIA. And that really tears the family down. Um, It really hurts a lot of people. But this book is about Bo. And it is a marriage of convenience book. Yay. I love those. Um, I do not know the female character's name. I'm trying to think of characters I have met in previous books, but I cannot nail one down. But she is a bartender at a local bar. um, And she feels that um, her last name is... Has her... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It, it kind of gives her a bad reputation, I guess, just having the name that she has. Um, and Bo tells her that he can give her an out. She just has to wear his ring and have his name while she saves up money to move out of that town. Um, and she has to pretend she can't keep her hands off of him in public. Well, this becomes more than just a for-the-public-eye charade. And things don't turn out quite the way they originally planned if you hadn't gathered that already. Because why would they? Um, So I I really have been interested in Bo. He's kind of been that mysterious guy behind the scenes um especially after you get past the hockey player guy um <laughs> uh but Bo is just a really interesting guy and I'm I want to figure out more about him learn more about him what happened to him um and all of that and I I would really love to see him come out of his funk so I can't wait to read hopeless Chestnut Springs by Elsie Silver, uh, book five. And this comes out on October 13th. I'm really excited about this book. I actually um, talked about Powerless on an episode about a month ago, maybe. Um, 
And so I've been really wanting to know Bo's story. So I can't wait. I'm really excited. So many good books coming out in October. I can't wait, period. It makes me want to finish all my work so I can just spend the month reading. But I can't do that, and I can't sit here and tell you about all the books. So let me start with the first of three that I'll be talking about today. The Bell in the Fog by Lev A.C. Rosen, and that's coming out on October 10th. Last year, Lev Rosen released Lavender House, which is the first in the Andy Mills series. Andy Mills is our main character. He is an ex-cop turned private investigator. I loved Lavender House. It had a very noir feel to it, very period late 1940s, early 1950s, San Francisco. Um, there was a really lovely theme of queer found family in this book. Lavender House is actually a house of all queer people, which is kind of amazing to think about. But this book is The Bell in the Fog, and we meet... Andy Mills in 1952 as he's trying to get his private investigator business up and running. It's not going so well. The rest of the queer community does not trust him because he is an ex-cop and he's not really getting a lot of business. And then James shows up. He's an old flame from the war, and he shows up after having mysteriously disappeared. He asks Andy for help. Andy doesn't really want to help him, but his debts are piling up, and the job seems to be a fairly simple case of blackmail. So he decides to dive in doesn't sound like this is very good for his well-being. The case will take him back to what is described in the synopsis as the shadowy, closeted world of the Navy, and then out to the gay bars of San Francisco. This sounds like a really intense book. It sounds like the past is coming to get Andy, whether he wants it to or not. We will encounter missing people, violent strangers, scandalous photos that could destroy lives. And Andy had better make sense of it before it all pulls him under. So I'm really, really excited about this. It sounds like it's going to have a lot of the Features of Lavender House, really atmospheric, historical feel of that time in the mid-20th century when there were little pockets where it was safe to be queer and much bigger pockets where it was not safe. It sounds like we're going to have some pretty intense mystery, some investigation, a lot of secrets. 
I just can't wait to curl up with the audiobook of this. So it is The Bell in the Fog by Lev A.C. Rosen, and it comes out on October 10th. So the first book I'm going to talk about tonight is a nice, juicy thriller, which is probably one of my favorite genres to read about. And it's by an author that I've always very much enjoyed, Michelle Campbell. Now, this is The Intern by Michelle Campbell, and it is about a Harvard Law student named Madison Rivera. For those wondering, yes, I have been watching Suits with my husband every day. So everything that has to do with like law and Harvard Law and lawyers, especially when it's thrillery, mystery books like this, are my catnip. Now, Madison Rivera has just scored an internship. It's the internship of a lifetime working for Judge Catherine Conroy, who is very well known and glamorous and just, I mean, an amazing opportunity for her. But Madison has a problem, especially when her brother gets arrested. And not only is her brother arrested, but guess who the judge is on his case? If you didn't guess it, or if you did, you're correct. It's Judge Conroy. And even worse, Danny accuses the judge of corruption. And after he does this, he goes missing. So this, of course, causes Madison to make her own quests for answers to try and not only find her brother, but also figure out if Judge Conroy is a mentor, a victim, or a criminal. So delving into the judge's deep, glamorous world, she is not only trying to figure this out, but also why someone is obviously trying to kill this judge and who. And as the two women circle each other in a dangerous cat and mouse game, will they save each other or will betrayal leave one of them dead? In order to find out, you want to pick up The Intern by Michelle Campbell, releasing on October 3rd. I know I will. So my next book this evening is Stars in Your Eyes by Kison Callender. So this book comes out um, on October 10th. And this book is going to be one that two tropes that our Stacy loves. Um, it's Grumpy Sunshine and fake dating stop both yeah oh, i can't wait <laughs> i know so logan gray um is a bad boy he is a very talented actor um who is troubled um and he's someone that like the public loves to hate then we have our other character is named Maddie and Maddie is a golden is the golden boy. Um, and he's an up and coming actor and he, the public love him. So both Maddie and Logan have been hired on to star in this new romance that's being filmed. And Logan being the bad boy, he is, he tells probably I'm guessing probably tell the reporter or something that Maddie can't act 
that he just he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, and one thing I forgot to mention about Addy about Maddie is that he's got some insecurities. So, of course, when this is said, everyone is like all over them, and this really kind of tanks the film publicity, which is obviously the producers are not going to like at all. So Maddie and Logan, um, they're convinced to try some fake dating so that they can raise the publicity of the film. So as they're doing this and they're getting their filming on, they're learning, they're kind of learning their characters. And while doing this, they're getting to know one another. And as you can imagine, as they get to know one another, they realize that each of them has more that they can kind of give to each other. And they start, the fake starts being a little more real. So this is Stars in Your Eyes, and it's by Kison Calendar, and it comes out on October 10th. I really I liked this. their book, um, Felix Ever After, so I'm really, really, really excited about this one. I love books like this. I can't wait. This has been an author on my radar for quite a while now. They have a a book called Queen of the Conquered, which is like a fantasy. And then, um, as you mentioned, Felix Ever After, Brooke. And, and then, then they I think they also have stuff. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they look like they have quite a big backlist. And I'm intrigued. My second book of the evening is called Burnout by... Sophie Kinsella, this comes out October 10th. This is about Shannon who can do anything. She according can. to the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, that was way too funny. Anyway, um, Shannon, though, is burned out. And I am not. <laughs> She decides to go back to the resort that she spent time as. Well, she goes, she wants to at the seaside resort where she spent a while back. The problem is that the resort is kind of run down. She oh. has these plans to drink kale smoothies. Disgusting. Ew. Ew. And, <laughs> and yoga on the beach. But her plans go awry when she meets Grumpy Finn. Yes. <laughs> and he too is on the beach. And they decide to ignore each other and not talk <laughs> while she does dangerous swimming stuff in the water. No idea what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Shannon, stay on drink. the beach. <laughs> stay out of the water. <laughs> Well, Indeed. Finn decides to drink and order pizzas while on the beach. I didn't know you could get pizza ordered to the beach, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> I guess you can do anything in a resort, even yeah, a rundown one. So, um, <laughs> when weird messages start appearing on the beach, they have to take notice of each other to um, Shannon and Ben. They decide to talk it out. And 
they realize that they're they have to work together to see why they're both burned out in their jobs and are they both feeling attraction or is it something else this is burnout by sophie Kinsella, which comes out october 10th um <laughs> wow this looks interesting <laughs> i didn't know you could order pizza on the beach but hey so are these messages that they're of... seeing, are they, like, written in sand? Like, that's what I would say on the synopsis. I'm it doesn't say. Or, or I need to know this. In, maybe it's in the pizza box. Maybe it's, like, oh, a it could be. letter in the pizza box. Or tucked down the, inside the, the, the cup, like, um, in the koozie cup on holder? her cup for her oh, um, yeah. for her kale smoothie. Ew, so Ew. gross. So I might have to read this just because I, I have questions. I want to know what yes. dangerous swimming means. And I want to know, like... <laughs> I want to know how these messages are being conveyed. Well, I have a fake dating book as well. Woohoo! Fake dating! So All hail is, the fake dating. Indeed. This is Iris Kelly Doesn't Date. Bright Falls, book three by Ashley Herring Blake. You know her. Delilah Green Doesn't Care. Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail. Now we have Iris Kelly doesn't date. So everyone that Iris knows is paired up, right? Like her friends are all in couples now. Her siblings have these wonderful relationships. Her parents have been blissfully married for years. And Iris just like isn't here for that. She's happy for the people around her, but that's not a thing she wants. The problem is nobody in her life will just leave her alone. Like, they all want her to find true love and, and be happy like they are. Now, there's a problem. Iris is a romance author. And she is struggling. She's on a deadline for her next book. And she's just not feeling very inspired. So, one night, she goes to a bar. She has a terrible one-night stand. And she's just, like, over it. So she decides that she wants to join a community theater. And she tries Ooh. out for a part in this um, queer retelling of Much Ado About Nothing. So, you know, queer retellings of Shakespeare. That's cool. And who does she come face to face with but Stevie, the woman from her disastrous one night stand? And Stevie is pretty upset. Apparently, she told her friends some things about this quote-unquote relationship with Iris that aren't true. And she doesn't want to be found out in a lie. So she convinces Iris to pretend to be her girlfriend for a while. Iris really isn't into this, but... She wonders if it might give her some much-needed inspiration for her, her upcoming novel. So she agrees. And as you can imagine, they spend more time together. You know, they, they play their parts. And maybe, just maybe, they start feeling some things that aren't so fake after all. I have loved the previous two books in this series and I am super excited for this one. It is Iris Kelly Doesn't Date 
Bright Falls, book three by Ashley Herring Blake. Sadly, it does not come out until October 24th. But I think, I think I might manage to wait. We'll see. (laughs) So I've been waiting for this next book. Um, that I'm going to talk about. I've been waiting for it since the moment I finished the previous book in the Wilmot Sisters series by Chloe Lees. This is Better Hate Than Never, <laughs> Wilmot, series, Wilmot Sisters book two by Chloe Lees. Comes out on October 10th, and I cannot wait. This book is about Katarina, a.k.a. Kate, and she and her childhood nemesis, Christopher, have shared... They, they used to share, like, a backyard, essentially. And they hated each other for a really long time. Just lots of, lots of angst and anger and bitter words. And so Kate tries never to be home. And in fact, they always try to basically stay on different hemispheres. But OMG, there's this time where Kate makes a quick visit home. And guess who's there, my friends, at the same time as Kate? nemesis christopher and things erupt again into a fiery inferno of toxic words and the families are very upset by this because they all love each other except for these two and you know kate just cannot see past her like animosity and christopher would like to try to maybe like he said he could maybe try to find peace with her, but he doesn't think Kate would ever like, you know, kind of give in and like kind of end the feud that they have going on. But then one drunken night, because sometimes these things, you know, sometimes alcohol gives people the ability to say things that they may not say, perhaps as sober individuals. And on such one such drunken night, Kate tells Christopher that actually She thinks that he actually hates her. And that's why she's always so mean to him. Well, he's kind of horrified because he doesn't actually hate her. So he decides he is going to mend things. But Kate isn't sure she can trust this new sort of like lovely, heroic Christopher. Then things progress and then they're swept away by a very passionate kiss, as so often happens with these sort of fiery inferno type situations so after this kiss both kate and christopher have to kind of decide is it truly better to hate than to never risk their hearts or did they already perhaps give their hearts away long ago i need this book i want this book we saw some of their sort of you know, animosity in book one. And now I need to know what happens. And so on October 10th, I will be reading Better Hate Than Never, Wilmot Sisters number two by Chloe Lees. I'm definitely going to be reading this. My second book this evening is by another one of my favoritest authors. Yes, that's a word because I said it. Um... I like favoritist. I do too. <laughs> so, this is by Catherine Cowles. I love her. And this is book four in her Lost and Found series. 
and it is called Shadows of You. And this is Roan Hartley's book. Roan is one of is is kind of another Bo Eaton in a way. Um, he is very quiet. Um, he's very scowly. Um, but when he speaks, people listen. And he's one of those people that I really want to know more about. Um, so this book is, this, uh, I'm guessing young woman comes into town. She has her daughter with her and she comes to make a fresh start. Um, and somehow she runs into Roan Hartley and he helps her save a deer in a snowstorm (laughs) because why not? And, um, then when her, when someone from her past, um, hunts her down and she, there's danger afoot, Roan is determined to keep her safe, even if that means sleeping on her horrible, uncomfy couch for nights on end. Um... That's really kind of all we know about this book, but I will say that the Hartley family is one that um, I have really fallen in love with. And the whole family is part of a search and rescue team um, in their little town. And there's a lot. What I really enjoy is that sometimes in the books we actually get to see rescues where this team is involved we also get to see their training um all the all the family the Hartley family is involved in each book somehow or another um one of the brothers is actually the sheriff for the town um and just different things like that it's it's a very close-knit small town and I love 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 those those types of books um and so this will be Roan Hartley's book, and it is called Shadows of You, Lost and Found, Book Four, by Catherine Cowles, and it comes out on October 24th, the day after my birthday. Ooh. Yes. So next I want to talk about Judgment Prey by John Sanford. This is number 30-something in the Prey series. But I did note that it's coming out on October 3rd. I'm not usually a fan of series books, especially when they number in the dozens. I tend to get a little tired and bored with them. But I have a fondness for John Sanford's writing, and I'm kind of hooked on his stories. In this one, Lucas Davenport and Virgil Flowers are teaming up to solve an unsolvable case. The cold-blooded murder of a federal judge and his two children. Obviously, this guy being a federal judge, there's no shortage of people who want to kill him. But Nobody can figure out what's going on here. All sorts of paths are investigated. 
the judges roll on a board of a charitable organization, perhaps his widow is to blame, but nobody really knows for sure. Public pressure is mounting to solve the case. And since the local police and the FBI can't seem to figure it out, they, of course, call Lucas and Virgil in because these two are kind of miraculous in doing what others cannot do, finding answers. They are determined to chase every theory until they figure out who killed the judge and his children. But when they find themselves being stonewalled by the most unlikely of sources, the two wonder if perhaps each misdirection would lead them actually closer to the truth. This sounds tricky and twisty and turning, and it's going to have Lucas and Virgil's very distinctive personalities attached to it. I am really looking forward to Judgment Prey by John Sanford, and that comes out on October 3rd. So the next book I'm going to talk about is by an author who has only written standalones. Uh, the ones I can come up with off the top of my head are Do No Harm and The Night Olivia Fell, which I very much enjoyed. And this is a book by Christina McDonald. It's called These Still Black Waters, Jess Lambert Book One, and seems to be a departure from what she usually does, which is write books that are standalones. And this seems that it's going to be a series about somebody named Jess Lambert, I'm just assuming. Now, this book is coming out October 1st, which is so cool because that is very, very soon. And it's about Neve McGuire. Neve McGuire had a violent home invasion. And after this, she decides to return to her childhood summer home in a place called Black Lake with her daughter. However, even though she's hoping for a fresh start, there's a tragedy that happens to her there where a body of a woman is found floating among the reeds in the lake behind her house and this makes her kind of think that she might have made a mistake trying to move away and running away from whatever it is that she's running from that we don't know but um neve is hiding secrets and detective jess lambert can tell she's back at work after her own personal tragedy which we are not told and uh, she kind of knows what it's like to live with skeletons in your closet. And she's sure that Neve has a few of her own. It takes one to know one, after all. And when another woman's body is found, Jess and Neve are forced to confront a horrible truth. Because one thing is clear, the darkness of the past is waiting, and the secrets of Black Lake are only just beginning to surface. So this book is a story of two women who are struggling towards a dark truth as a killer avenges the sins of the past in a twisted novel of suspense by the author we know and love, Christina McDonald. Now, if you want to pick this up, this is The Still Black Waters, Jess Lambert, book one by Christina McDonald.
so my next book, or I guess it's my last book, is Starling House by Alex E. Harrow. And it comes out on October 3rd. And again, I'm very excited. So I'm so excited that I actually read really fast. So I'll be able to read both of my two books that come out on the 3rd. Assuming I can get them in time. So this is a contemporary gothic fairy tale um, about a small town that's haunted by secrets that they can't bury. And it's about a canny young woman who is, who is like, she's very, very curious about all these secrets. And she's also curious about this house that is in the center of all these, all this secret. And the reason I said that is just because I love the way they said that. So Starling House, um, it's ugly and it's full of secrets just like its owner or its heir, sorry. Um, And Opal, our main character, she knows better than to be digging around in haunted houses. Um, And she also knows better than to get involved with a brooding man. But Opal feels that Starling House and the secrets surrounding it, um, that it's going to give her an opportunity to get her brother out of Eden. And also that it's finally going to give her something that she's never had, which is a home. Um, The problem is that Opal is not the only person that is interested in the secrets and of um, Starling House. Um, There's other people that want want to know the house and they also want to get deep down into it. So if Opal wants um, Starling House, then she's going to have to not only fight for it with all these people, Um, But she's also going to have to like dig into her own background and she's also going to have to go to the um, go deep down into um, Underland because this um, I don't know if anyone's realized, but this is also it's a a fantasy. Um, She's going to have to go into Underland and then she's going to have to kind of fight her way through all that and figure out everything that's going on down there and then she's going to have to work her way back up to the light and then she's going to have to figure out how it's all going to work with the house and that my friends is all I know but that is really all I need to know Um, this is Starling House by Alex E. Harrow and it comes out on October 3rd I want this you know, I Ooh. love these gothic-y fantasy. And, you know, it's always best when there's a book with a canny young woman. And I yes. love fairy tales. Like, I just, I don't know why. I know, I, I do really, too. I love fairy tales. My final book of the evening is A Winter in New York by Josie Ooh. Silver. Yay. Now, this looks really, really good. I'm sorry. This comes out October 3rd. I can't wait to read this one. This one is about Iris, who decides to move to the Big Apple 
But when she gets to the Big Apple, she's a bit overwhelmed on how big New York really is. Um, her best friend, Bobby, decides that he's not going to let her stew in her apartment and hide herself from the world. They go to Little Italy and try all the different vendors and, and things. I guess they're having like a kind of like a mini festival of some sort. And like a winter market, I think, right? Yes. Like a, yeah, 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 like a winter market. And so she tries all this stuff. And while she's doing that, she sees like this little gelato type of place. Well, <clears throat> she comes to talk to the owner, Gio, and Gio realizes, or he tells her that they're going to go out of business because they no longer have the recipe uh, because their uncle is in a coma. And they no longer know how to make gelato because he's the only one that knew how. Well, she tries a mini sample and realizes that the recipe that he uses is one that her mother showed her how to make. So she agrees to be a chef for this little um, gelato place and figure out the recipe. Well, she comes to spend time with Gio and his family and really learns to like them and love them but when the uncle wakes up it threatens all her carefully held secrets on why she has this recipe uh oh yep <laughs> this is a winter in New York by Josie Silver and this comes out October 3rd when I, I read the it. synopsis I was like, wow, this Shannon, that's her superpower right there. I want this book. <laughs> yeah, I want it too. So my last book tonight is a debut contemporary romance. This is Ooh. The Misarrangement of Sana Saeed by Noreen Muis. And this comes out on October 10th. So Sana works as an environmental conservationist. And she's pretty pragmatic. She's had this long-held dream, though, of finding, you know, this sweeping, everlasting love. But in recent years, she's kind of decided that it's better to sort of put that dream on the back burner um, she's you know, very busy in her job. She has a lot of responsibility for her younger brother, who is autistic. The two of them are super close. They're a package deal. And she's just, you know, trying to get her life together in other ways without necessarily focusing on love. But her mother, who is very traditional, decides that Sana won't be able to be her brother's guardian unless she's married. And so this sort of steps up the whole, you know, looking for love thing. Ouch. But the other thing to know about Sana's family is that they want to arrange her marriage. Like that is a thing that happens in their culture. And so they, you know, have some ideas about who Sana could end up with. In the meantime, Sana has a new boss at work, and it turns out that he is 
a former friend of hers. They were really close when they were young, and then a family feud sort of separated them. And now he's back in her life as her boss. And this is a lot for her to take in because she's always harbored fond memories of Daniel and the time that they spent together. But she knows that her family would be super angry if, you know, they spent time together outside of the office because, you know, feuds. Um, and knowing, you know, how families can be, it, it might not always be the best to get on the wrong side of your very traditional family um, who doesn't want you to spend time with this particular guy. So she is forced to kind of figure out you know, what is most important to her? Is she going to give in to her family, have this arranged marriage, you know, become her brother's guardian and kind of relegate Daniel to her past? Or will they find a way to be together? This looks super interesting. I love supporting debut authors, especially in romance. I mean, I think debut authors just in general are to be supported, but I am always super excited for new contemporary romance, um, especially if we're talking about like own voices authors. So this is The Misarrangement of Sana Saeed. It's by Noreen Muis, and it comes out on October 10th. I need this. I want this so bad. I don't know how this I missed the synopsis, good. but I want this. Yes, I was actually surprised that <laughs> it wasn't uh, on your list. I said, oh, okay, it's mine. I'm super excited about my final book. I know I say that a lot, but like, I always mean it. And I'm always very excited when I tell you I am. I know. And I love this author. Um, I've only read one of her books. I totally missed that she had one come out between the book that I love and this one. I'm talking about Noelle Salazar. And oh. back in 2020, I read The Flight Girls by her. And it was a World War II era historical fiction with some romantic elements. And it was just amazing. So when I was going through the October like releases and I saw that she had one, I'm like, I have to have this. But then when I was looking at the name of the book, I'm like, I really, really have to have this. And it's because <laughs> it's called The Roaring Days of Zora Lilly. Again, it's by Noelle Salazar. It comes out on October 3rd. And this, my friends, is a dual timeline novel, which I do love so very much. So in 2023, we have at the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History is doing an exhibition featuring like movie costumes from like the 1920s up through now. And this costume conservator is going through all the various costumes and getting the exhibit all set up. And as she's very, very gently hanging a 1920s era gown on a mannequin that Greta Garbo wore. Wow. Beneath the designer's tag, she sees another tag. And on this tag, it says Zora Lilly. And she starts wondering to herself, like, who, who was Zora Lilly? I don't, I don't know that name. So in 1924, we have Zora Hogg. It's H-A-U-G-H. I'm not sure how to say that. So I'm sorry if I said her name wrong. And she is, her family is living in poverty. Um, she dreams of being a designer like Chanel. 
And she spends her days mending clothing, darning holes in things and sewing on buttons. But her real dream is to design gowns. And at night, she'll lay in the bed that she shares with one of her three sisters. And she just has dreams of a life that is not the one that she's living here in this very poor area of Seattle. Well, then her friend, who's just called Friend, Friend gets a job at a speakeasy. And she starts telling Zora all about the speakeasy and like how amazing it is there. And she convinces Zora to come to the speakeasy. Well, as you might be able to guess, a speakeasy for someone like Zora is a very shocking place. There are people smoking there and there are people dancing, very close sexy dancing. They did not call it sexy dancing <laughs> in the 1920s, but I'm not sure what to call it except for sexy dancing. You know, there are people. Oh, my God. There are actually... Oh my lord, there are people drinking alcohol and it's prohibition. <laughs> and just not allowed. These, like not allowed. And there are people wearing these amazing outfits here. And also, also in this loud. Well, probably not anywhere else. But then there's also a businessman there named Harley who, you know, is is something that he has connections that he might be able to help Zora's dreams come true. And Zora's dreams do begin to come true. But then she experiences some family tragedy and some other things happen. And it's that's when Zora realizes that all dreams may come at a price. Oh. And this, my friends, is all I know about the roaring days of Zora Lily. But what else do I need to know? Because I know that oh. Noelle Salazar is going to tell us something great. It's about the Roaring Twenties, which is about, and it's 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 a decade that I am like unendingly fascinated with. Like I I just think it's yes. such a turbulent, interesting time in history, and it's when you know women are starting to kind of like claim some sort of power, and you know in their and and try and beginning to like embrace sexuality in a way that isn't just like secret and forbidden everywhere all the time it's a time where you know so many like illicit things happen and if i could time travel for one night to one place i would love to go to a 1920s speakeasy oh yeah so hopefully you know noelle salazar can transport us there so on october 3rd i'll be locking myself away so i can read the Roaring Days of Zora Lily by the amazing Noelle Salazar. And I simply cannot wait for this, like at all, at all. Okay, I need this. <laughs> I know. Have you read any of her other books? She's written two World War II era ones. She has, I have um, not. I own them, but I have not read them. Okay. So she wrote The Flight Girls, which I, I read and loved. And I think I told you about it when I read it. Yes, sure you I did. did. That's when I um, bought it. Yeah, and then The Angels of the Resistance is her other book. Um, oh, yes. About yes. sisters um, during World War II that I have to read as well. So I saved the best for last. You did. I did. Claire Kingsley, everybody. Yay! She has finally, ah! finally given us a Haven brother. Yes. 
on October 12th, we will get Josiah Haven's book, Obsession Falls, Haven Brothers Book One. And I can't wait. I can't wait. So, Audrey Young has come to Tillicum. And it's not like her first choice because it is way too close to her hometown. But she's trying to get back on her feet. And so she has taken a job at the local newspaper. And the only thing that's kind of topsy-turvy in her life at the current moment is her new landlord and neighbor, Josiah Haven. And Audrey doesn't usually go for the grumpy lumberjack kind of guy. Why not? I know, right? (laughs) Sorry. I need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with this lady. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But there's just something about Josiah that, that just intrigues her. And he's very intimidating, but she kind of likes that. But Audrey is also being stalked by someone. Oh. And she doesn't know who it is, but she has this feeling of being watched, and she doesn't like it. And I'm guessing things start to happen, and she starts to realize she's a target. And so, who better to turn to for protection than Josiah? And Josiah, while he doesn't really need the complication of a sunshine, goofy dog-loving person, (laughs) he's a protector at heart, and he just can't let her be unprotected. So, of course, this is going to put them together, and things will just happen as they will. But I can't wait to be back in Tillicum. To I know. Up, to get up close and personal with the Haven brothers. And to see what the Bailey brothers are pulling. Because hopefully we will see some Baileys. We have to see some Baileys. You can't have Tillicum without Baileys. No. So, I like some people can't have coffee without Baileys. But, you know. <laughs> Bailey's are just good in everything. (laughs) So, once again, this will be coming out on October 12th. And this book is called Obsession Falls Haven Brothers, Book One by Claire Kingsley. I am so excited for this. And I I just feel like. this book just feels like a long time coming. Like I know yes. it's not, but she's been like teasing us with this book since like, I swear the spring um, in her Facebook group. Last of the selection of books. I am looking forward to in October, even though this does not nearly cover everything that I want to read. We have dragged to the wedding by Andrew Gray. And this comes out on October 17th. This is being described as a laugh-out-loud romantic comedy. I have never read Andrew Gray before, 
but I am really excited about this book. James Patika is living the single gay life he always wanted. He's a police officer in Chicago. He has a good job, good friends, and he is 2,000 miles away from his family's expectations. He also has a problem. He needs a date for his sister's wedding in Missoula, Montana. But his family has no idea he's gay. And he'd like to keep it that way. What is a guy to do? The solution? Daniel Bonafonta, a.k.a. Lala Traviata, the queen of the Chicago drag scene. Lala is the real thing. She can sing, she can dance, and she can throw more shade than a solar eclipse. One drink and plenty of dishing later, Daniel agrees to help James out and be his incognito date to the wedding. What can go wrong here? Perfect. Daniel's drag diva skills are put to the test right away with the bride's ill-fitting wedding dress, a groom who's a danger on the dance floor, and more drama than auditions for a gay men's chorus. Faking this relationship and ignoring the very real feelings developing between them might just be the performance of their lives. This sounds hilarious and fun, but also like a really interesting commentary on gender and gender performativity. So I'm really looking forward to Dragged to the Wedding by Andrew Gray, and this comes out on October 17th. My last book of the night is a book we're going to have to wait a little while for. And yes, you guessed it. It comes out on Halloween, but it has nothing to do with anything ghouly, ghosty, or witchy. And this is The Graham Effect, Campus Diaries, book one by L. Kennedy. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast faithfully know that I have been a very big fan of Briar University books by this author and basically anything she dishes out, really. But I'm so happy that we're back in Briar University and talking about hockey and oh I, I love college sports romances um thanks to this author so this book is about Gigi Graham and it is called The Graham Effect Campus Diaries book one so I'm guessing it's a spin-off of the Briar University novels and G, G. Graham has three goals in her life she wants to qualify for the women's national hockey team, win Olympic gold, and, most importantly, step out of her famous father's shadow. So far, so good, except for two little things. A tiny little thing and a big grumpy thing. She needs to improve her game behind the net, and she needs help from Luke Ryder. And uh, Ryder is six foot five, built, opinionated, rude, and, well, he's real sexy. But he's still the enemy. And uh, Briar's new hockey co-captain is uh, 
Luke as well. And he has his reasons for being the way he is. Uh, the men's team just merged with a rival program, leaving Ryder with an angry roster of players where everyone hates one another's guts. And to make matters worse, the summer coaching spot he's angling for with the legendary Garrett Graham is completely out of reach after he, he makes the worst possible first impression on his hero. So this compromise with Gigi is basically a win-win. He'll help her make the national team and she'll put in a good word for him with her dad. The only potential snag though, this bone deep body numbing mind spinning chemistry that they're both trying to ignore. Well, it's a dangerous game they're playing, but the risks, they just might be worth it. Want to find out what happens between Ryder and Gigi? You want to read The Graham Effect, Campus Diaries, book one, which I'm assuming is a spinoff of the Briar University books. Now, the good news is all of the Briar University books in the series are currently out. So if this book made you kind of wonder what this author writes and want to read her work, you have until October 31st to check her out. This is L. Kennedy. So this concludes our most anticipated releases of October episode. Thank you so much to Brooke, Georgina, Kristen, Natalia, Robin, and Stacy. I yes. keep feeling like I'm I miss people, but I, I don't. You didn't for participating tonight. And as always, thanks goes out to Christine for all of her fantastic editing. And of course, we thank each and every one of you so much for joining us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.